1: Guys, listen to this. Do you know anything about dual sidewall design? Whisper grooves, earth diggers, or three-peak mountain certification? The Discover Rugged Trek tire from Cooper has all of that and more. The unique dual sidewall design looks great and gives drivers the options for wear. Whisper groove technology blocks air from whistling through the tire, keeping that road noise where it belongs, outside. And if you find yourself out mudding with your friends, the earth diggers are large scoops and blocks on the side of the tire that act like cogs in a gear to help you dig in the loose dirt, sand, and mud giving you traction on the trail. All of this has earned the Rugged Trek a three-peak certification. Confidence that it has the goods to back up the looks. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear Mileage Warranty. Helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers.
2: Are we ready to move on to Bend? Tetherow, sure. PJ Pye.
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think. Well, first of all, we got very lucky to play with the golf course architect of both Bain and Dunes. They should offer that all the time. And Tetherow, <laughs> yeah. Every, if everybody could play with David McLay Kid, I think they'd, you know, they'd enjoy themselves even more. Uh, by his, so, I, I don't feel bad quoting him saying that this was his divorce course. Uh, he said, "quote I was miserable at the time I in my life when I built that golf course, and I wanted everybody else to be miserable as well." And, and I, think, I
3: think, I think it's worth interesting or it's, it's worth mentioning too. Like he was kind of at a place where he didn't know what, like, Hey, how do you follow up band and totally dudes? and like, what's, what's,
0: cause you in know, his own words, he got
2: Americanized.
3: Yeah. It was like, like, how do I, you know, what's, what's my calling card? What's my identity?
0: Well, and I think there's a super, um, you know, I don't know that people really think about golf course architects as artists all that often, but I think similar to other artists who get really, you know, basically blow up when they're really, really young. You gotta do a lot of learning in a very public way after that. You know what I mean? It's like JD Salinger. Yeah, like you gotta figure it out in front of everybody. Well, you know, he he by his own admission, he's like, Man, I got you know, I got a I did a really good job at Bandon, but also I got a little lucky, right? Like I had a perfect piece of land. I had an unbelievable client. I had just all these, he had a lot of help, I think from his dad, a lot of input from his dad. And I think a lot of things just fell right to knock Bannon out of the park completely like 10 out of 10, shout out to the dog scale. But (laughs) after that, it's kind of like, okay, now I need to figure out like a bunch of other stuff that I don't really know as a golf course architect. And I think a lot of architects aren't super young when they design golf courses, right? Like they work for, you know, you see this almost apprenticeship type program where people are working for pete Dye or they're working for tom doke or they're working for you know other bill and ben they're working for all these people and then you go do a golf course yourself whereas i i feel like dmk has been much more like okay i did this first one and now i've got all the cachet and i can go do whatever it's and i trial by fire yeah i've just got to figure it out in front of everybody and so i think plus he had to have like
3: a chip on his shoulder too because he he couldn't rely on all those mentors or all those other people. yeah
0: and so that's why you do you see things like and i'm going to bring all this around in that like i actually really liked tethero but you see things like tethero and the castle course at st andrews and these these things that have gotten not the best reviews i think just because they're really hard or they're really just uh juxtaposed with a lot of what i think he's come to really really love in golf and now i think you see like stuff at I haven't been to Gamble Sands, but for everything that we've heard, uh, I haven't played Mammoth Dunes. But from everything we've heard, like it's come so much more back around to like. What was I doing? Like this stuff needs to be so much more playable. It needs to be so much more fun. His attitude about that helps the,
2: tell that story yes. too. He's not too prideful to be like, "I went through this.
0: I messed this, this, and this
3: up." Yeah, I was just and stuff out. The and whole then way. I
2: realized like I was kind of doing it wrong. And so, and I will say, both the Castle Course and Tetheroe, similar to Bannon Dunes, have grown up a lot over the years as well. And there have been tweaks out yeah. the ass to both golf courses. I understand to solve... like. He told a story, a club champion, the first year of the club championship at Tetherow, that the guy won it without hitting more than five iron. It was like <laughs> so penal that it was just like no, you don't even reach for driver, like just pound five iron off every tee and and figure it out from there.
0: But, but te- Tetherow was completely juxtaposed with with Bandon where. I, Everything you say about Sheep Ranch, where it's like, man, you just show up and like this golf course is, man, this golf course might've been here for a thousand years. Like, who knows? Tetheros, it's totally man-made. It's in the middle of the high desert, basically, and in Bend. And it just, uh, it feels more artificial, I I would say. And I don't say that really in a bad way. Just it's as natural as it can be in a setting that's not really made for golf, right? Right. Like the the land, there's crazy cool undulation and movement and stuff, but- It's like Arizona golf. It's super arid. Yeah, it feels a lot like desert golf. And so- the greens are absolutely bananas. The fairways are absolutely insane. Uh, there's a lot more thoughtfulness, I think, that that uh, has probably been put into the golf course, like you're saying. I think it's it's probably grown up a lot more where it's like, okay, let's give you a little bit more space so that you actually can be on this left-hand side so that you actually can get an angle. Um, because once I think you start unlocking some of that stuff, like it, it gets a lot more fun. And I actually thought it was maybe it was the tease that we played maybe it was the fact that we didn't really have much wind but I actually thought it was pretty playable for for all the like horror stories that we heard I about did it too
3: I, I was you know like even choosing where to play in Bend cuz there's Brasada, there's the two courses at Pronghorn to a man everybody was like dude the, the views are great at Tetherow but like you're going to get punched <laughs> in the face 18 times in a row and I didn't really feel like that quite as much and I think it's certainly it's been softened over the years, and they've taken out you know some of that desert brush that was creeping in like right on the greens. But um, it's certainly a penal golf course. Especially, it's tough off. I think it's really tough off the tee. But you know, I, I think it's it it's actually the kind of course that if you played it every day, too, like it 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 can play very different on a day to day basis, which is cool. I think as a member.
0: Well, and that's what David was talking about a ton, and and I know every every club says this about their members but like tethero with it being such a demanding golf course i think the members love 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 how much of an advantage they have because he was saying he's like no 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 like when you come here the first time like yes you're gonna be completely overwhelmed Your, your senses are gonna be overwhelmed you're gonna not know what the fuck you're supposed to do on a lot of these golf holes and the members love like sitting in their back porch and being like no you know what there's a way to play all of these golf holes, and I know exactly what it is, and it's not as hard as you think. And you just got to bang one down here up the left side, hit the middle of the green, and you're it's going to feed down here, and blah blah blah. Like the the members really really love having the uh, having the cheat codes. I thought basically. it was
3: far more. I, I actually I I after playing that, I actually understood Bandit dunes a lot more, just because I was interacting with the course very similarly off the tee at both of these courses. It's a much more extreme piece of property, but um, but yeah it was it, like he was using the same tricks and deception and everything but when really like you've got a shitload of room up there yeah. right, and you're psyching yourself out.
2: See I thought I I want to be careful that, with because low cap privilege can come in talking about Tethero Then I I didn't find it as hard as I thought it was going to be yeah. mostly because there was room off the tee to hit irons and it was firm so it was like dude if you want a pound driver yeah that probably looks a little tight but I could hit that 2 iron all day long yeah. and have very reasonable clubs in playing so Neil and I played with David himself for 9 holes and it was if I would have been lost out there without him telling me exactly what kind of shot to hit and it was a really fun in that way he's like all right you need to hit a your 190 club but you got to hit it 170 like that's the trajectory you need but it's got to land here and it's got to run up here and do this and like it was really fun to like try to. I felt like I was. I had like a. My teacher was standing over my shoulders. As I took the test, and it was like <laughs> I'm going to show him how smart I am and how good I am and how I could do it. And sometimes I would execute the shot, and sometimes I wasn't. So I had so much fun doing that. Is that ex- the experience for everyone playing the golf course? Of course not. And you need some of that information to be like, yeah, you don't want to miss here. Can't miss here. And he, he every green we get up to, he's like, to what TC said, like, yeah, the desert brush was like on the fringe right here. Like it was, it was so insanely hard that I think now it's not as dumb hard as it it's challenging there's no doubt i thought i played good i thought i shot i think i shot like 77 and i played a good round of golf so yeah it's it's difficult still but it's not i it, i was expecting it to be lost ball every time you missed a fairway and that was not the experience it,
0: it reminded me um a little bit of tobacco road in that it yep. was it was kind of as hard as you would like to make it on yourself you know what yep. i mean and a lot of that goes into the tees a lot of that goes into what clubs you're hitting off the off the tee there's a a hero way to play this hole and there's a pretty easy way to play this hole and like you decide which one you want to do on each t-box
3: i thought there were some great great part fours like that one on the front nine that, that kind of two two-tiered fairway yeah. was at six i think mm-hmm. and then yeah I mean, the back nine was just exceptional i thought like the par fives were interesting the entire day there was that really cool part 317 it's kind of almost in this like little quarry back there but um Kid was so
2: awesome. Like we have so much gold on video from him and him just talking about the golf course and everything. It was a good
3: match play course. Yes. Too.
2: Randy, you kind of uh, you know I, I, this is you ruined this because you've gotten so much better at golf. But I would say you used to be like the highest the highest handicapper. And I used to be like okay, well, what is you know what was it like for the a higher handicapper? TC now plays that role left handed. But what did you uh, what did you think of Tethera?
4: I, I kind of agree with you. I had a little like my my driver is probably akin to your two iron and um like if you if you hit little fairway finders off the tee I I thought the challenge was certainly in the approach shots and where it could be a little bit unduly penalizing was like if if you're trying to go right at a pin and you miss the pin that's like on the left side of the green there's probably a big uh slope that your ball is going to hit that slope and go 20 to 25 yards into the brush and you may or may not find it. Like, I, I thought for me it was um, understanding, like, hey, don't, almost like don't aim at the flag. Like, just try to find the fat part of the green or, like, miss on the side where it doesn't look <laughs> extremely uh, penalizing. And so that, that was my mindset playing there. I, I kind of like you, though, in the same way where I, because I was hitting good drives off the tee – it was like, oh, this is much more playable than I was expecting based on what people had told us. But those approach shots, I'm like, I can definitely see where it's like, oh, man, I missed that shot literally by like five yards of where I wanted to. And now I can't find my ball because it, it kicked off the slope and like the sagebrush. While playable, you could still lose balls in it.
2: And it's not uh, – if you're not prepared for that, it's especially like punishing Whereas if you come in knowing it's going to be really difficult, it kind of is surprising of like, okay, this is possible at least. Yeah, it's just yeah. punishing. Neil, any thoughts?
5: Yes. Playing with McClay Kid was, he's a tour de force. And what a juxtaposition to, to Hickson. And, and, and not in any detriment to either guy, but you talk to Hickson about, hey, why'd you do this? Well, I don't know, because I felt like it. And with, <laughs> with David McClay Kid, it was like, so what were you thinking here? And he literally had like a soliloquy about every question. Like a complete... Like some, it, almost like some artists want to be like, no, it's for you to figure out. And McClay Kid's not that kind of artist. He's like, no, this is exactly what I meant. And this is what I tried to do. And this is why it worked. This is why it didn't work. This is what you should be feeling. I was like, wow, you know, which was in, enlightening. And, and uh, it definitely added to the, to the round of golf. I also enjoyed the uh, motorcycle golf. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> that's right. Uh, which for as know, much as you enjoyed
3: their- those... Golf boards. You're out? <laughs> yeah. I'm so out. I could not be more out. You're out. out, of golf
4: out. Oh, they're, they're fun. I think the, the uh, motorcycles no, might I have been the better a,
3: choice. That but, was yeah. a perfect course
5: for that, right? Some, you know, nobody likes to walk and they're, you know, they're walker trolley more than me, but, you know, getting on a hog and throwing my bag on there, you know, vroom, vroom. I was, I was vibing with the, uh, uh, the transportation. And Ben kind of has, that kind of fits the vibe of Ben. It's just like, yeah, man, you know, it, nice, carefree summer getaway um and winter get like just kind of vacation town is the the feeling i get um at Tetherow and just in bend
0: and we we should mention i know i said a lot about like the members but it's kind of a cool model right where it's it's almost like semi-private i guess where you can there is a big membership of people who live there but also like you can absolutely walk up and play the golf course as well yeah
5: bizarre architecture too like um, in the houses and stuff. The houses, yeah, yeah. like the development around the course. You're like, what? I mean, just some really. Um, what was the the uh, neighbors um, for Clark Griswold in uh, Christmas Vacation? I don't know, you know if we Russell. ever learned
0: their last name. Margot yeah. Todd, yeah. of course.
5: Yeah, you know the 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 Mary very modern looking houses, like you know statement houses.
3: That fits the landscape and. You know, kind yeah. Of the views, no, no. I think
5: like, it's interesting. I'd, I'd rather that than you know the same looking house every. I feel every like
3: hole. every, every house we passed by, people were. It was like a whole family eating, eating together on the back porch. at, 6 p.m., you know, kind of a dry desert heat. It was cool, but it was really cool. Like, I, and then, you know, Squid Squid gave us a bakery to stop by. I was going to say,
2: we have to mention the Sparrow (laughs) Bakery. If you're ever in Bend, just you have to hit it up multiple times. Squid said he was thinking about driving up there four and a half hours from Bend just to (laughs) get a sandwich. He loved it that much.
3: Uh, Neil and I stopped at Crater Lake on the way. Yeah, one of the
5: wonders of our country. I was Uh, blown away by Crater Lake.
3: And then, yeah, on the way out of town, I was thinking, all right, yeah, we'll get gas on the way out of town here. And like, it ended up like, it kind of just drops off out of town and like heading east towards Sylvie's Valley yeah, Ranch. And it was like a three-hour drive with not, without a single gas station. It and was, it's kind of the, the, the last, the last sea, baby. Yeah,
5: it's it is remote. Eastern Oregon is remote, and I think one thing on Tetheroe too is where there's a little bit of an altitude that you know I I started that was where I began airmailing some shots, and then Sylvie's is the highest course in Oregon, and kind of like Colorado, sometimes I struggle in the thin air. You know, it just starts to starts to. I start second guessing my club selection a lot like, more.
3: Especially coming from Bannon where you're, you're at sea level. And it's not like, I think it's different when you're, at, when you're in Colorado and you're at 5,000, 6,000 feet. And it's obvious the ball's going, you know, a full club, club and a half farther. It's different when you're at 3,000 feet and it's kind of a half a club and you don't know exactly how it's going to affect the shot. Uh-huh.